Well, I, I've got one. Oh, and go ahead, go ahead, Mike. As a professional marriage counselor who sometimes struggles in his own marriage, I would like to reflect that um, I struggle when my there's a there's a voice tone and a kind of a condescension that I, I hear in non-verbally and verbally in sound and in and in visual with my wife at times when it comes time to uh, working with me and building a salad or uh, learning how to load the dishwasher or uh, you name it. And, and it's, it's like, I, it's, I feel like I'm stupid and otherwise basically incompetent based upon the reflection that I, that I react to. Mm-hmm. And, and um, sometimes I'm successful in remembering that this is just a, this is a style issue. This is a family uh, inheritance that she has, a style that reflects back to her upbringing, her, her family of origin, and that it is not something that I need to personalize at all. And so I know, I know that, but I find myself uh, in my, when I'm not in my right mind or on my A game or remembering, forgetting and dropping into that charged place of protection and and wanting to basically fight, fight, flight, or freeze in some one way or another. And so sometimes I'll challenge her back as if she was doing that. And she'll say, what are you talking about? You know, and, uh, and I'll go, uh, guess we can't talk about it. And it just doesn't go into a good place. So I am interested to add some more remembering strategies into my plan of action to see how much better I can be about that and lighten my burden and and hers in the process. Thank you for your vulnerability, Michael. By the way, that is so familiar to me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That that dynamic and and I it took me hundreds of interviews with couples to realize that the satanic attack on a man's confidence through a woman's voice tone is extremely common. <laughs> hey man. Okay. Man. Yep. And all of us, and then the the other men who aren't working on it make jokes about it, but never improve on it. So thank you, <laughs> thank you for for being attentive to that, Leanne. Okay, um, I actually um, <clears throat> had a situation where I was kind of counseled to do certain things, and the three things I was supposed to do was well, first of all, I have a, a picture of a girl, a woman in. Um, warrior kind of stuff and it's kind of similar to like when uh, Moroni is kneeling down with the flag mm. anyway mm-hmm. I had that picture so when I so here's the, the three words and the counsel I was given kneel beware broadcast so kneel in other words not necessarily kneel down but to take your you know bring the Lord into the situation be aware watch watch and see where Satan is trying to attack and broadcast broadcast happiness um, positive words, peace. And so as I was going through my day, I went, oh, what were those three words? So I ran downstairs and got a three by five card and wrote down, Neil, beware, broadcast, just as a reminder to me and stuck it in my pocket and walked around the rest of the day. And every time I forgot, I pulled it out and went, oh yeah. Well done, well done, well done. Thank you. We will build on that. All right, let's talk about solutions for a minute. Now to lead into this, I wrote this phrase, God knew we would be fighting this war to remember things. God knew we would be fighting the war of forgetfulness. 
He gave us key, ele- key elements, weapons, and tools designed to help us fight against this experience. And so if we enter a pattern where we have been forgetful, when you remember God knew that I would be in a forgetful circumstance, and so he gave us ideas on how to recover from those or how to get through them. My deepest moment of pondering with this, I was sitting in a sacrament meeting, and I was going, man, how do I decrease my forgetfulness? How can I increase the chance of myself remembering things? I'm forgetting things that matter. I'm forgetting things that are important. I need to become better at remembering. And then while I'm there in a state of pondering, I hear this silly phrase that they do always remember him, that they do always remember him over the speaker from the teenage boy behind the sacrament prayer. And he says that they do always remember him. And then a flood of insights hit me. We sit in these ceremonies, these rituals where God did not trust us to come up with the right words every week because he knew we would forget. So in a sacramental ritual, the latitude to change the wording based on mood is not allowed. He knew we needed a script, something that had been carefully prepared where in a moment of extremely clear revelation or God's wisdom, the sacramental prayer was written in such a way And we were instructed to not improvise. Don't change it based on what you feel like saying, what you're in the mood to say. Can you imagine how much the sacramental prayer might have changed over the last almost 200 years if it wasn't a written prayer that we followed? If each priest was allowed to do it his way, okay, we would have some funky sacramental prayers. Some would be 20 minutes long. Some would be seven words. But if you look closely at those They're carefully written as reminders. So notice how ritualized the reminder is. We do this at prayer on the sacrament, the bread. We do the prayer on the water. It is a ritual designed to remind us, which tells me God already knew we would twist his words. And he already knew that we would not, it was important to not put it in our mood brains to decide whether or not to have the sacrament. Here's a funny thing that I've observed amongst people. I want to walk you through a little funny scenario. Imagine that the sacramental ritual was up to the bishop each week. So imagine the bishop stands in front of the congregation. He says, I'm feeling the spirit of the Lord. I'm feeling the spirit of the Lord. It feels like we're doing really well this week, so we can skip the sacrament. Weird idea, right? Now, next week, I'm feeling the spirit of the Lord. I'm feeling the vibes of the Lord. I'm feeling how everyone's doing. We're not doing so good this week, so we need to skip the sacrament. Now, isn't that weird that if you're doing good, you skip the sacrament, or if you're not doing good, you skip the sacrament?